Hi there, and welcome to Be Quiz I Said So, a knowledge and trivia podcast designed for kids from little to big. My name is Jeff, and I'm so happy to be bringing this podcast to you. Two of my favorite things in this world are my nine-year-old son and playing games. What better way to bring them both together than to create a quiz game that everyone can play? So here's how the game works. There are three rounds with five questions in each round. I'll read all the questions for that round and then come back and give you all the answers. I'll give you a few seconds in between each question and also a little time after I ask all the questions for that round for you to finish up thinking about your answers. If you need more time to answer, you can always press pause. Each round will get a little bit more difficult, so if you want to keep score, the first round questions are worth one point apiece, second round questions are worth two points apiece, and third round questions are worth three points apiece. This could be fun if you want to play against your family members or friends, but of course you don't have to keep score, and you can always just enjoy answering the questions and maybe learning something that you don't already know. Are you ready to get started? Here we go! So, the day that I'm recording this is the day before Halloween, so I decided to do the entire episode in a Halloween theme. So for round number one, your category is candy. Question number one. What is the triangular or pyramid-shaped candy with a yellow, orange, and white stripe that is meant to look like a certain type of grain? Question number two. What small, round, bite-sized candies that resemble M&Ms and Skittles are filled with peanut butter and come in yellow, orange, and brown colors. Question number three. Twizzlers, Red Vines, and Wild Wallaby are brands of which kind of candy? Question number four. What small, disc-shaped sugary candy comes in pastel colors and comes in a package of 15 candies that have a twist at each end? Here's a hint. This can also be a nickname for someone who knows a lot of things. Question number five. What red gummy candy gets its name from the European country where they were invented and because they are shaped like swimming animals that you catch with a pole or a net? All right, I'll give you a few seconds to think about those answers in the category of candy. I'm back with the answers. Question number one, what is the triangular or pyramid-shaped candy with a yellow, orange, and white stripe that is meant to look like a certain type of grain? The answer is candy corn. The candy looks similar to a kernel of corn that comes directly off the cob. I found that people either really like this candy or they really dislike it. There aren't very many people that are in between. Question number two. What small, round, bite-sized candies that resemble M&Ms and Skittles are filled with peanut butter and come in yellow, orange, and brown colors? The answer is Reese's Pieces. They're related to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but the Reese's Pieces only have peanut butter with a candy shell, and the peanut butter cups are peanut butter with chocolate on the outside. Question number three. Twizzlers, Red Vines, and Wild Wallaby are brands of which kind of candy? The answer is licorice. Technically, only black licorice is true licorice because it contains extracts from the licorice plant, but many people call the berry flavors licorice as well because it has the same shape and texture as black licorice. Question number four. What small, disc-shaped sugary candy comes in pastel colors and comes in a package of 15 candies that have a twist at each end? The hint that I gave you was, it can also be a nickname for someone who knows a lot of things. The answer I was looking for was Smarties. The different colors are different flavors, but two of the colors might not be the flavor you think they are. 
The green ones are strawberry, and the white ones are orange cream. The orange ones are just regular orange flavor. Question number five. What red gummy candy gets its name from the European country where they were invented, and because they're shaped like swimming animals that you can catch with a pole or a net? The answer is Swedish fish. While here in the US, people think that they are either fruit punch or cherry flavored, they're actually lingonberry flavored, which is a berry that grows in Scandinavian countries like Sweden. Alright, that was your round all about sugary sweet candy. Hope you got some of those correct. Now we're going to move on to round number two in the category of classic monsters. Question number one. What is the name of the doctor who created a green monster with stitches and electrodes on his neck? And sometimes people think this is the name of the creature itself. Question number two. What other monster is typically depicted with green skin? Wearing a black pointed hat and one of the more famous versions was the villain in the movie The Wizard of Oz. Question number three. Who is the giant prehistoric sea monster that looks like a large lizard and is awakened by nuclear radiation and wreaks havoc on Japan? Question number four. What type of monster is Count Dracula? Question number five. What creature spends most of the time as a human, but on the night of a full moon transforms into a howling monster? I'll give you a few seconds to think about those classic monsters. Here are the answers to round two. Question number one, what is the name of the doctor who created a green monster with stitches and electrodes on his neck and sometimes people think that this is the name of the creature itself? The answer is Frankenstein. This monster came from a story written by Mary Shelley in 1818. The creature was never given a name, which is why some people call the monster Frankenstein. Question number two. What other monster is typically depicted with green skin? Wearing a black pointed hat and one of the more famous versions was the villain in the movie The Wizard of Oz? The answer is a witch. In classic Halloween costumes, witches also have warts, ride on brooms, and have black cats as pets. Question number three. Who is the giant prehistoric sea monster that looks like a large lizard and is awakened by nuclear radiation to wreak havoc on Japan? The answer is Godzilla. He first appeared in the 1954 Japanese movie, but since then he's become a recognizable creature all over the world. Question number four. What type of monster is Count Dracula? The answer is a vampire. Dracula's story originated in Transylvania where he lives in a castle, sleeps in a coffin, and is only awake at night. There have been many other vampire stories, but Count Dracula remains one of the most widely known. Question number five. What creature spends most of the time as a human, but on the night of a full moon transforms into a howling monster? The answer is a werewolf. Werewolf stories have been around since the 1500s. According to some of the stories, a werewolf can be warded off by silver. That was round number two in the category of classic monsters. I hope that wasn't too scary for you because monsters aren't real. Speaking of monsters that aren't real, we're going to move on to round number three in the category of Halloween movies. Question number one. What does Max do that brings back the Sanderson sisters in the movie Hocus Pocus? Question number two. In which movie does the character Jack Skellington try to take over a certain holiday, but even though he has good intentions, everything goes wrong? 
question number three. In the movie Halloween Town, what kind of creature is Benny, the taxi cab driver? Question number four. In which movie does a 12-year-old boy named Miguel accidentally get transported to the land of the dead and needs the help of his great-great-grandfather, who was a famous musician, to get back among the living? Question number five. In the short movie, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. While the other kids get many types of candy trick-or-treating, what does Charlie Brown get at all of the houses? Alright, here are a few seconds to think about those Halloween movies. Here are the answers to round number three. Question one, what does Max do that brings back the Sanderson sisters in the movie Hocus Pocus? The answer is, he lights the black flame candle. When he does, he utters the famous line, what? It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Question number two. In which movie does the character Jack Skellington try to take over a certain holiday, but even though he has good intentions, everything goes wrong? The answer is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack gets bored being the king of Halloween, and he stumbles into Christmas Town and has the idea to take Christmas over from Santa. Question number three. In the movie Halloween Town, what kind of creature is Benny, the taxicab driver? The answer is a skeleton. But, in the first movie of the series, he's put under a spell by Calabar that turns him into a human. He's also a bit of a bad comedian and most of his jokes are real groaners. Question number four. In which movie does a 12-year-old boy named Miguel accidentally get transported to the land of the dead and needs the help of his great-great-grandfather, who was a famous musician, to get back among the living? The answer is Coco. This story is based around the Mexican holiday the Day of the Dead, or Dia de los Muertos, where people create altars or ofrendas that contain the favorite food, photos, and memorabilia of the departed to honor them. Question number five. In the short movie, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. While the other kids get many types of candy trick-or-treating, what does Charlie Brown get at all of the houses? The answer is a rock. Charlie Brown dresses up as a ghost by cutting out the eyes in a sheet, but he doesn't do the cutting very well and ends up with holes all over the sheet. Alright, hopefully you've seen some of those movies and were able to answer some of those questions. And if you haven't seen those movies, maybe this Halloween is the perfect Halloween to watch them. This episode, I also have a bonus round, Scary Books. There's going to be a question for all age groups in this category. For the younger kids, what children's book is about a bunny named Jasper who is frequently haunted by certain scary vegetables after he eats several of them from Krakenhopper Field on his way to school? And a question for the kids who are a little bit older, what spooky series of books written by R.L. Stein has titles like Welcome to the Dead House, Night of the Living Dummy, and Attack of the Jack-o'-lanterns? And some of the parents may remember this. What series of three books was written for children in the early 1980s through the early 1990s with frightening short writings about folklore, ghosts, and urban legends? So going back, the first question for the younger kids, what children's book is about a bunny named Jasper who is frequently haunted by certain scary vegetables after he eats them from Krakenhopper Field on the way to school? That was Creepy Carrots. The question for the older kids, what spooky series of books written by R.L. Stein has titles like Welcome to the Dead House, Night of the Living Dummy, and Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns? That would be Goosebumps. 
and The One for the Parents, what series of three books was written for children in the early 1980s through the early 1990s with frightening short writings about folklore, ghosts, and urban legends? That was scary stories to tell in the dark. And I can tell you that those were definitely scary stories. So kids, if you're not old enough yet, I do not recommend that you read these books. And that's the end of the game. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween-themed episode. Did you get some of the questions right? Did you learn something you didn't already know? And probably the most important question is, did you have fun? I sure hope so, because I had a blast making this game and hosting it for you. Parents and adults, I hope you had a good time listening as well. If you have any suggestions or feedback, I'd be happy to hear from you. You can email me at becauseisaidso at gmail.com. That's spelled B-E-Q-U-I-Z, I said so. All one word. And if you or anyone listening have any suggestions for categories or want to submit any listener questions for me to include in a future episode, you can email those to me as well. Thank you again for listening to and playing along with this game. My name is Jeff and I've been your host. Stay tuned for future episodes so you can play some more. You can click subscribe to get notifications when new episodes are released, and please leave me a review. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Because I Said So. You can also visit our website at BecauseIsaidSoPodcast.com. Until next time, stay healthy, eat your vegetables, except for the creepy carrots, and keep learning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.